0: You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. This week we're joined by members of The Governor's Music, Colonial Williamsburg's resident 18th century music ensemble. The first member of the group I'm gonna introduce is Jane Hansen, Colonial Williamsburg's supervisor of music and daytime dance. Jane, thank you for coming out today.
1: You're welcome, Harmony.
0: Tell us a little bit about this group and your part in it. Uh, This group has
1: been in existence for uh, quite some time, and we uh, not only play in the daytime, doing programming here uh, in the Foundation, various different locations, but uh, evening programs as well, primarily at the Governor's Palace doing a concert there, but at this time of the year, we're also together uh, performing at the Capitol as well on Sunday nights during the holiday season.
0: Well, let's meet some of the other musicians and tell us about your instruments. Let's start with you, Herb, Herb Watson. Thanks for coming today.
2: Well, thank you, Harmony. My name is Herb Watson, and I'm the flute player. Uh, But the flute I play is, even though it's the direct ancestor of our metal flute that we have today, held to the side and sometimes called a transverse flute because of that, uh, back in the 18th century and even in the earlier 19th century, they were all made of wood. So that's the flute I play, Uh, a wooden flute, with only six open finger holes, no pads or rings yet. That was a 19th century innovation. And only one key at the very end for a sharp or flat. This happens to be a D sharp or an E flat key. So all the keys we know in a modern flute for the other sharps and flats were also added in the 19th century mainly, and uh, other innovations. But uh, this is really the ancestor of our metal flute today, but all made of wood then.
0: Thanks, Herb. And immediately to your left is Jenny Edenborn. Thank you, Harmony. This uh, instrument I'm playing is
1: the violin which um, there have been some modernizations to the violin since the 18th century. So if you go back in time, the earlier instruments had a little shorter neck and fingerboard, plain gut strings, uh, lighter bass bar, and
0: um, sound post inside so that the, the sound isn't quite as powerful as Modern a modern instrument. And the instrument you're playing is actually an 18th century instrument. This is an original violin. I've had it put back by having the neck, the modern
1: neck, taken off and an, uh, an older style neck put on which would have been similar to
0: the neck it originally had. It's a Peter Walmsley instrument from the 1740s. And we have Wayne Moss playing an instrument I never saw before.
2: Well, many people have never seen it or don't know what it is. It's called a viola da gamba, which is a nice Italian name that means stringed instrument for the leg, typical name. It it actually is held in the legs, like the cello, although there's no spike on the bottom. Uh, It has six strings, sometimes seven, but six in this one, that are tuned like the lute. These are invented several hundred years before the violin family, but they exist side by side with violins all through the 18th century. They finally die out at the end of the 18th century in some part because they're not as loud and don't function as well in big concert halls.
0: Well let's hear a bit. Do you have a song you can play for us
1: today? Actually I think the group is going to start, the instrumentalists are going to start with a, a, a couple movements of a trio sonata by a composer named, I love to say his name, Joseph Baudin de bois He was a French composer and this is a trio sonata that was written in 1726. One of the things we know about the Christmas season and any time of year really here in Virginia and throughout most of the colonies is most music making was made by individuals in their homes. Amongst wealthy Virginians this was something they did for their own entertainment. So this is the kind of music you might have heard at any season of the year. Uh, we've chosen a couple movements from this one because they have sort of a Christmassy feel to it. The first movement is a musette, uh, sounds sort of like uh, shepherds in the hillsides, and then there's a lively gavotte. This is from uh, Bois Mottier's Opus 12, Number 6 Sonata.
0: Do you have another example that shows us more of the vocal tradition of 18th century music?
1: One of the main questions we get at this season of the year is what kind of Christmas music people would have been singing in the 18th century, and we don't really know a whole lot about that aspect of the season. Uh, There's a little poem we often quote from the Virginia Almanac of uh, 1764 that says, Now Christmas comes, tis fit that we should feast and sing and merry be. But then when you go to find what they're actually singing, there's really nothing to be found. But we do know that at Burton Parish Church, primarily most of the year, people would have been singing the psalms in, in a metrical form, uh, what we would think of as probably pretty boring today. Uh, but there was one exception made uh, to the psalms, the Old Testament psalms, uh, and uh, that would be a, a little carol that we occasionally still sing, called, While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks By Night.
3: While
4: shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around. Fear
3: not, said he, for mighty dread, Had
4: seized their troubled minds Glad tidings of great joy I bring To you and all
3: mankind To you in David's town this day Is
4: born of David's line The Savior
1: Another form of vocal music that was popular uh, in the 18th century, primarily with men, but there were some collections published uh, for polite society, they would say, were the singing of catches. Catches are another term for rounds, and so we have one that's called Let Us Drink and Be Merry, which was published in the 18th century. Let us drink and be merry, dance, joke, and rejoice with claret canary the oboe and voice
4: the changeable world
1: to our joys is unjust
4: and our pleasures canary, are ended when we are in the dust let, let, a a mirth, and let us spend our spare our hours and, and our pence for we shall be nesting a hundred in the Let then us drink and, and be merry, to dance joy can oh, be rejoiced. With claret can marry the old bowen-voiced. Let us drink and to our joys is unjust.
2: And we're our pleasures we are rested
4: when we're we in the dust. In mirth, let us spend let our spare hours and our pence, for we shall be past a hundred years hence. Let us drink and be and dance joys and rejoice. We're your pleasure to canary.
0: Jane, it has been such a pleasure hearing you and all of the group today. For guests who come to visit the historic area, who come to see us here in Colonial Williamsburg, how can they share this same pleasure? Where can they see you? Well, they
1: can find us uh, during the daytime, during the holiday season, on Wednesday mornings at the Mary Stith, uh, and that's listed in the This Week uh, brochure. And then in the evenings, we are uh, at the Governor's Palace, Saturday nights, and then the two weeks surrounding Christmas on Tuesday and Thursday nights as well, and then also Sunday nights at the Capitol. But that's they're all listed in the this week.
0: All right. Thank you all so much for being here. You're
1: welcome. Our pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. <laughs>
0: To support the podcast and Colonial Williamsburg programs, visit history.org donate. We love hearing from you. Visit history.org podcasts and click comment at the top of the page to drop us a line.